Hey there, welcome to Build Your Tribe. My name is Shalene Johnson. And my name is Brock Johnson. With more than 25 years of experience in a variety of businesses, I promise to share with you the ins, the outs, my failures, and successes. And my goal is to share with you these social media money-making strategies to turn your idea into passive income. Every week, my son, Brock, and I will share with you perspectives that will serve you regardless of the stage that you're at in your business. Whether you're a solo entrepreneur looking to grow your brand in social media or you've got dreams for a global brand, Build Your Tribe is here to serve you. This one is totally my son's expertise. So Brock, take it away. Hey, what's up and welcome back. I'm going to share with you my best strategies for coming up with killer ideas for your brand, business, or social media content. In case we haven't met before, my name is Brock Johnson. I'm a social media stories strategist, and I've helped thousands of entrepreneurs learn to use quick video clips to connect and build their business. I'm a young entrepreneur who knows firsthand that it is possible to build a booming business with limited time and money. And you can find me across all social medias as Brock11Johnson. I record about the latest trends in social networking the best small business and online business practices, and how to make money using social media. Coming up with ideas can be hard. Knowing if the ideas that we do come up with are actually going to work is even harder. I'm about to share with you my top two strategies for coming up with ideas. These are strategies that I use on a daily basis to come up with ideas for what to snap about, what to record podcast episodes about, and even on a larger scale, what I'm going to be doing with my business in the future. Let's get right into it. My first strategy is actually something that I learned about in a course I took my first year of college. This was supposed to be just my freshman level writing course, but it actually turned out to be one of my favorite courses in general that I've ever taken in my entire life because this entire course was focused around one topic, design thinking. So it was about more than just writing. It was about applying design principles to every problem we're faced with in this life. I had never heard of design thinking. Maybe you've never heard of design thinking, but I'm about to explain to you the steps that are involved and why it's such an awesome strategy for coming up with ideas. Design thinking is broken into six steps, but I hesitate to even call them steps because design thinking is more like an interconnected web. You can move from one step to the other, and usually you'll find yourself not going in this order. But the six steps are empathize, define, ideate, prototype, test, and implement. Let's break down what each one of those mean. The first one is empathize. When you're coming up with a new idea for a YouTube video, some new social media post, your next business venture, your next product that you're going to create, whatever it is that you're seeking to accomplish, the first step in design thinking is to empathize with your user. I love this because it gets the focus off of the product or whatever it is you're creating and onto the people who it's going to serve. You have to ask yourself what your user is expecting. How can you blow their expectations away? What is your user good at? What are they not so good at? What problem of theirs are you trying to solve? Empathize. Get your feet in their shoes and walk a mile. Understand what it truly means to be a user of whatever it is you want to create. And your user doesn't have to actually be someone who physically uses a product. User could mean the viewer of your YouTube video. Someone who follows you on Instagram. 
Your user is whoever your targeted audience is. This step is also where you do your research. Social media is great because you can pull people in the comments section of whatever social media you're on. So do your research and really empathize with your user. The second piece of design thinking is to define, compile all of that research you did, everything you learned from empathizing with your user, and define what their biggest problem is. The problem that you want to solve with whatever it is that you hope to create out of this process. One thing I've learned from going through the design thinking process over and over again is that on this stage, the defining stage, you want to be specific. You know, Sean Cannell talks about niching down. This is the time to be specific. If you write down, I want to help people, that's great and I'm glad you want to help people, but it's really hard to come up with a successful idea when your goal is so broad. So I recommend narrowing it down. For example, when I created this podcast, I had to hone in and really focus on what is the problem that I'm trying to solve of my listeners. For this specific episode, I thought, I'm trying to help my listeners come up with killer ideas for their social media accounts. I could have been more broad and say that I want to help people come up with ideas. I could have even been more broad than that and just say that I want to help people. But instead, I narrowed my focus, and that is what you should be doing on the define step of design thinking. The third piece of design thinking is called ideate. That's a word that we all laughed about in the class because we all had a mutual hatred for the word ideate. Basically, it means just come up with ideas, which sounds so much simpler than the word ideate. This step is all about the brain dump. If you've never heard that term before, you're literally going to dump out everything possible that comes into your brain. It's not about coming up with great ideas. It's just about coming up with ideas, period. Don't worry if your ideas sound far-fetched, if they sound impossible, if they sound silly or ridiculous. Just come up with ideas. I have a few tips that I've learned along the way that help me get into that creative mindset where I can really dump out everything that comes to my mind. The number one thing that I always do is I always have a notebook with me. I have this specific notebook that I always buy from Target. I love it. I keep it with me at all times. If it's ever not with me, I have my notes on my phone. You should see my notes on my phone. They are filled with random gibberish that to anyone else on the planet would make no sense. And we all have ideas like this. They pop into our head. They're there for a minute. We think, wow, that's so awesome. But then we forget to write it down. And if we don't write it down, then I guarantee you, you're going to forget it. So a big tip is to keep a notebook with you at all times. Once you have that notebook with you and you're ready to start your brain dump, one thing we do quite often actually in a lot of the classes I've taken in college is what's called a flow of consciousness writing. So literally what it is, is you write down, or at least you try to write down, every single thought that comes into your head. This is going to be impossible because your hand won't be able to keep up with how fast your brain is moving. But the goal of this exercise isn't to be perfect, isn't to write down everything that you think, it's just to get your brain flowing, get your thoughts onto paper without worrying about coming up with a great idea right off the bat. Literally, if your brain goes to dogs and you start thinking golden retriever, golden retriever, golden retriever, keep writing golden retriever on that paper. Just let your consciousness flow out onto the page and write down whatever comes to mind. Another tip I have for coming up with ideas 
is just to relax, meditate, pray, whatever it is you like to do, but just get your mind off coming up with ideas. Oftentimes, the best ideas that we come up with aren't the ones that are forced. They're not the ones that we come up with when we're trying to come up with ideas. Sometimes the best ideas are the ones we have at two in the morning when we're asleep and we wake up from a dream and suddenly we have to write down that idea. So don't put any pressure on yourself to come up with ideas. Just take a break, spend a moment with yourself in thought, and let whatever comes to your mind flow. Later on in this episode, I'll share some of my favorite things to do if I'm ever having a mental block or just feeling extremely uncreative. The next step to design thinking is to prototype. So once you have that big list of hundreds of ideas, start picking out your favorites, circle them, put a star by them, and start making rough prototypes of what that would look like. If you're coming up with YouTube videos, outline some videos. If you're coming up with some Instagram posts, draw what those Instagram posts would look like. These should be rough drafts. These shouldn't be perfect in any way. Oftentimes in that writing class that I talked about, we would have whiteboards where we would just scribble whatever ideas we had for prototypes. Just scribble it down, make it a rough draft. Emphasis on the rough. You're not going for perfect here. You're just trying to get some of those ideas to start moving forward. Once you have prototypes, the next step of design thinking is to test. Record that video. Create that content for Instagram or Facebook. Draft those posts. Survey your audience and see what they think. Allow them to have some input on your prototypes. And as Brene Brown says, there's no innovation and creativity without failure, period. So don't be surprised if some of your prototypes fail. If some of the crazy ideas you had end up actually being crazy. That's a part of this process because at any time you can start over, you can go back to any step you want and continue to improve upon your ideas. The final step of design thinking is to implement what you've learned. So to actually post that content you've been coming up with, to actually release that product that you've been working on, to start that business that you've been dreaming of. And remember that there's no such thing as perfect. We watched a video in this class about a challenge that some designers were given. They were given the challenge of redesigning the shopping cart. Think about it. Everywhere you go, every supermarket, every store, shopping carts have always been the same for the most part. This group was challenged with redesigning and innovating the common everyday shopping cart. They had to do it using design thinking principles. And at the end of the video, they ended up with some great new ideas of the way the shopping cart could be improved. Were any of them perfect? Absolutely not. These are professional designers who are experts in the design thinking process. And even though they had professional teams working on redesigning this simple thing, the shopping cart, it still wasn't perfect. So allow yourself to be imperfect and know that if you ever want to improve upon your content, your product, whatever it is that you're creating, you can always go through the design thinking process again. My second strategy for coming up with ideas involves getting inspired by others. So of course you can use outside influences and I encourage you to use multiple people in the design thinking process. The more minds you can get coming up with ideas, the better the ideas are going to end up being. So to be inspired by others, some of the biggest tips I have, I've taken these from YouTube videos and from books I've read and here they are. Number one, Got this from Sean Cannell, my guy, is to read magazine covers. 
Whatever niche you're in, there's probably a magazine out about that topic. So you don't even have to buy the magazine. Go to the store and look at the magazine covers. On that cover alone, you'll see a bunch of different ideas. The other day, I was getting my mail and there was a random stack of magazines below my mailbox. This must have been a gift from God, but I noticed because they were a bunch of Money and Forbes magazines, the exact kind of magazines I'm interested in. So I looked at some of the covers and here is just one cover alone, negotiating a raise. So I could do an episode about negotiating and how to talk to people, how to fix your business card. That could be a great topic. Seven brainy beach reads from Bill Gates. Well, that's hard to say, but hey, what if I did an episode about some of my favorite business books? A parent's guide to college loans. Whoa, I'm in college and I have parents. I could totally do an episode about that. That's just from one little magazine cover alone. That's without even opening it and reading what these experts have to say, which will provide me with even more information. Another great way to get topics for content is to read the free preview of books that are in your niche. Once you read the table of contents, you'll understand some of the big topics that that book is interested in. That means people in that niche are also interested in those big topics. I actually did this before starting this podcast. I was struggling to come up with ideas for shows. Once I read some of the table of contents of some of the most popular social media books, online business books, young entrepreneurship books, I got a ton of ideas. Now in my notebook that I talked about, I have six pages worth of show ideas. That's enough shows for a lifetime. Another tip I have for getting inspired by others is to use free resources like YouTube, podcast, news searches on Google, or even hashtags about your niche on Instagram or Facebook. This is the part where some people might start to get concerned. Brock, if I'm getting ideas from all these other resources, are they really my ideas if I'm not actually the one coming up with them? Okay, well, sure, maybe they're not your idea because someone else had the idea first, but it'll be unique to you and it won't be copying because you'll be putting your own spin on it, your own personal views, opinions, and beliefs into it, and you'll be adding your own personality and tweaks and changes to whatever the idea is. I love the show The Office. All-time number one favorite show. Thursday nights used to be my favorite night of the week. Why? Because on Thursday nights, NBC had The Office, 30 Rock, Community, and Parks and Rec. Those were my four favorite shows. They're hilarious. And every single one of those shows is basically the same show. They're all just funny sitcoms about people in some sort of business or professional environment with big personalities and quirky characters. That's literally every single one of those shows. It didn't take a new idea. It just took a new producer and a new cast. Boom. New show, same exact idea. Another example of why you shouldn't be worried about recreating an idea that someone came up with. Here's what Steve Jobs has to say. You may have heard this quote before. He says, creativity is just connecting things. When you ask creative people how they did something, they feel a little bit guilty because they didn't really do it. They just saw something. It seemed obvious to them after a while. That's because they were able to connect experiences they've had and synthesize to make new things. End quote. That's all it is putting a bunch of different things that you've learned throughout your life, a bunch of ideas that you're seeing on social media, 
combining them, putting your own spin on it, and boom, it's something totally new. So you want to consistently come up with brand new, innovative, world-changing ideas? Well, honestly, that's impossible. What your goal should be is to consistently come up with ideas, period. Make it something you work on. Schedule it in your day, you know, trying to shoot for that 10,000 hour rule to become someone who is really good at coming up with ideas because the more ideas you come up with and the more you practice coming up with ideas, the better you'll get at picking out the good one. And that's really all that creative people, people who come up with ideas all the time, that's really all they're good at is picking the good ideas from the millions of ideas that they come up with. Happy networking. Hey, one last thing before you go. I just wanted to quickly tell you about my Instagram training called Help With Hashtags. Help With Hashtags, which is available for just $37, will teach you everything you need to know about Instagram hashtags, and more importantly, how to use them to effectively grow your account. It's a unique strategy that I developed to grow my own account from 2,000 followers to now close to 20,000 followers in just under a year. Whether you have a huge Instagram account with hundreds of thousands of followers or you're just starting out, help with hashtags will allow you to attract your ideal follower. Rather than just robot followers and spam likes, help with hashtags will allow you to attract the actual ideal customer and start getting more engagement on your posts. Help with hashtags is available at helpwithhashtags.com for just $37.